We know what the people want. And that's college football. Ooh, I thought you were going to say underwater basket weaving. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Dang, I prepared so many predictions. <laughs> oh, I, it, you know, <laughs> let's not talk about things that are underwater. I mean, it was close. It was a close second to curling. Curling was going to be what I went with. Chad, that joke went way over my head. What, what He's talking about the submarine. Oh. The submarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, good. Not funny. That's good. No, not funny. People died, Chad. Rich people Too died. Sad. It's very sad. Did I ever say it was a joke? I didn't laugh. That went that went over my head. You're going to make my head implode. <laughs> oh. That was bad. Yeah, right. We're, we're going to have to give Keys at least a week to edit this one. Uh, <laughs> so, how do we want to go into these? Vanderbilt football. So, you know, Vandy baseball, much different than Vandy so, football. Vandy baseball, elite. Vandy football, opposite of elite. Um, not so fast there, Matt. <laughs> I actually have Vanderbilt winning the SEC East this year. 12-0 <laughs> schedule. No, that's completely wrong. But like I was saying earlier, you know, we're talking about teams recruiting Vanderbilt versus Georgia, all this kind of crap. Vanderbilt is a school that's actually put a ton of money into their football program recently. I think it was after 2020, so 2021 season is when they started pumping money into it. You saw the difference last year between 2021 where they went two was it two and ten or three and nine? They went zero and eight in the SEC. I think it was two and ten. Until last year, where they went five and seven, they had wins over. They beat. Then they beat Florida. They beat. I'm pretty sure they beat Florida. Did they beat yeah, Florida? They, yeah. I don't know, Chad. Did they, did beat, they Florida? beat Florida? They beat Florida. They Chad, beat did Florida. Vandy beat Florida. They beat Kentucky. They had multiple games throughout the season where you're like, "What is this team?" That was a good football team. They had to play Alabama and Georgia, so obviously they got destroyed by those two teams. But they were not a bad football team. And coming into this year, they bring everybody back. They bring back the quarterback. They didn't lose the, their did, running back. Didn't the quarterback transfer? No, he's still there. He just entered in the portal and then he decided to he stay. He came right back. Okay. Somebody I think I think their starter from the beginning of last year transferred, but the okay. guy who ended the season that beat Kentucky and Florida, he's still there. Wait, did, did Vandy beat Florida? Vandy beat Florida last year. So Ray Davis, their starting running back, had over a thousand yards. He transferred to Kentucky. Best player on their team. That sucks for him. They're gonna have a freshman starting a running back. Besides that, starting quarterback, top three receivers come back. Most of the defense comes back. Clark Lee year three. I got him going five and seven. You want, to, you want me to go all the way down my schedule? No, I mean, I think I think you could point out the games that you think they're going to win, and then we, we can discuss. So I have them finishing sixth in the East. Okay. Five and seven. I have them going one and seven in the SEC, which is it's worse than they did last year. They went two and six last year. Uh, I have them beating Hawaii. We're looking at the schedule right now. I have them beating Hawaii week one, beating Alabama A&M week two. Uh, week I have zero. Them, I, is that week? What was week zero? Hawaii? Week zero beat Hawaii. Week one beat Alabama AM. Week three, I have them beating Wake Forest at Wake Forest. Close game. Tough game. I have them beating UNLV, uh, starting quarterback Tate Martell. If he didn't retire, but he did. Um, I have them losing to Kentucky, beating Missouri at home, losing to Florida at the Swamp, losing to Georgia at home, losing to Ole Miss at Ole Miss. Beating Auburn at home, losing to South Carolina at South Carolina, and then losing to Tennessee and Nealon. So five and seven, one and seven in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's pretty fair. Um, the only question mark I would have is Wake Forest. I mean, I think wait that that that's a that's their one toss up game, and then if Clark Lee can motivate them, you know, in in another game, I I think 
it's South Carolina or Ole Miss could be a game that they could sneak up on an oh, opponent yeah. uh, where where South Carolina, depending on where they're at at that point, uh, mentally, like they played really well towards the end of last year. Um, I think that South Carolina could very easily slip the other way. So I could see I, – I think five and seven is fair for Vandy, and I think that one and seven in the SEC is very fair. They've just got a very a pretty favorable out of con- non-conference schedule. I think the three games I'm most uneasy about are Auburn at home, because you don't know how Auburn's going to be. Auburn could be terrible this year. I feel like Auburn's going to be pretty good. Yes. We'll go over their schedule eventually. We're not going to do it today. Uh, but I like Hugh Freeze. I like what they bring back. They have good talent still. I just, Brian Harson, to Chad's disagreement, was not a good coach. Not a good coach in the SEC, at least. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you're going to call me, if you're going to call me out, I never said Brian Harson. I only said Brian Harson was a good football coach. I just said he was not given a fair shake at Auburn. Correct. I didn't. I never. I never said that it that it was a good fit. I didn't think it was. I just said he's a good football coach. That's Don't why. Don't quote me. That's why I changed what I said from a bad coach to a bad coach for the SEC. Because you pretty okay. you, did, uh, yeah. you pretty much said that, which is which is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah so don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dragging you. I'm not dragging you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but at Wake Forest, obviously Wake Forest, we have, we have no idea how they're going to be this year. Wake Forest was not good last year when Sam Hartman was hurt. They were not good. Their quarterback wasn't good. The offense didn't hum like it did with Sam Hartman there or with Jamie Newman the years before. So we don't know how they're going to be. I like their coach. Dave Clawson's a great coach, but it's uh, it's it's kind of a toss up. So I think I know more about Vanderbilt than I do about Wake Forest, and that's why I have Vanderbilt beating Wake Forest. Plus, I like so Clark you've Lee. you've you've got Vanderbilt, and I agree. I actually like Clark Lee. I think he's a I think he's a good coach, and I think the fact that he played at Vanderbilt is going to be an asset to them as they try to grow their program. But you've got Vanderbilt. Think like let, let's take a look at this. Did anybody else notice he's got Vanderbilt starting four and zero? I mean, given their schedule, I think that's very very fair. I think it's fair. Because now, they're, they're playing be against Hawaii, who is going to have to travel all the way from Hawaii. Well, I like Hawaii at home for Vanderbilt. With that Vanderbilt crazy crowd, man, they <laughs> packed that stadium. Well, I mean... There's like six people there. I would say, like, to me, it's just it's just SEC talent versus Yeah, they versus beat, They beat them last year, and I think Vanderbilt was a better team this year than they were last year. No, they... They, they drug them last year. Last yeah, Vanderbilt is going to be a sneaky team in the SEC <laughs> next year. They're not going to make I a agree. run. They're not going to make a run at playing for the SEC. They're going to make a run at, at making a bowl game. Well, I would say six and six is very realistic. I, I, it wouldn't surprise. Yeah, yeah. six and six, six and six you for Vandy is a, is a is a great year though. I mean, if you're if you're bowl eligible and you're Vanderbilt, win. Here's the thing with Vandy: their ceiling you to me is win. seven and five. Their floor is zero and twelve. They could easily lose yeah. every single game on the schedule. Maybe one, maybe you one and eleven. Two at ten. They'll be you they'll be Alabama. Win, if right? Tate Martell comes back from UNLV, I mean, you, you saw what he did in high school. He was a stud. You had you had a Missouri win, right? Yes, that's their only SEC yeah, win. I agree. I agree. So at this point in the season, you've got them five and one going into Gainesville. I don't think we're going to lose that game again. So they're going to be five and three going into their bye week. I was and I was tight on that Florida game. I mean, after last year. Yeah, I think we'll actually be a little bit better than we were last nah, year. No, y'all be like, good. Maybe, y'all should smoke them. Maybe a baby step better than we were last year, but not much. But so they're going to be five and three. I agree. Vanderbilt might be five and three headed into their bye week after they play Georgia to uh, to play Ole Miss in a rivalry that I'm just so godly upset that we're going to lose after this year. Um, but I mean, with the way with what Matt has said about Ole Miss, 
and his feelings towards them and some of our private conversations that we've had. Obviously, we haven't had them tonight, but I think Matt's right. Ole Miss and Oxford could be a sneaky win. You don't know about Auburn and how they're going to be. I think Auburn's going to have the talent to win that game. But again, you also said I think they could go on a south. I think there's a potential that Vanderbilt, after their bye week, has that they could potentially win all three of those games if it plays right. If I wouldn't. Plays look, right. I wouldn't bank on South Carolina being what South Carolina was last year either. I, no. I, so I, you know, I do deep dives when I do these. I yeah, look yeah. into. The, I look into the rosters and everything. Really, the only person South Carolina has coming back is Spencer Rattler. Yes. The rest of their team, all, all their best receivers from, they have one good receiver coming back, and they got the transfer tight end. They got the transfer tight end. Um, who I can't remember who it is. What's his name? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. From uh, oh, from um, Arkansas. Yes. Yeah, yes. he's a big kid. Yeah. Trey Knox. Yeah, yeah, Trey, yeah. Trey Knox yeah. is good too. Like that, he'll he'll be a threat. He'll make up for what they lose in Jaheim Bell. But they lose two of their three top receivers. They bring back their top receiver yardage wise from last year. But it's going to be him yeah. and Spencer Rattler. They lose the running game. They lose their offensive line, which wasn't even good last year. And their defense was terrible last year, and it's not getting much better this year. They lose their two best players, which were their two corners, who both get drafted. One went in the second round, first round, maybe first round. So, I don't know. But so we're we're all, like we're I think we're all in agreement here, Vanderbilt that we can consensus two and ten floor, eight and four ceiling. I wouldn't. Go, I, I don't. I don't think I'm willing to give them eight and four. Nine and four. Seven eight, and five. I'd yeah, say seven I, and five I, ceiling. I, like and and that's me giving them a lot of credit because I think when they start getting into the brunt of their schedule, things that we're not taking into account. Obviously, this is all preseason, but what injuries yeah. happen to other teams that they play when they catch those teams? Um, but I, I think it's kind of a gauntlet going to Oxford. Auburn, I, I think Auburn is going to be that, that. That I will say that is very much a Hugh Freeze game to lose would be to Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. Because it is. That, that's that's just a very Hugh Freeze thing to do. Um, and especially with Auburn playing Arkansas the next week, I feel like Hugh's going to have that a little bit marked down there. But um, and, and then South Carolina, I'm, I, I just I felt like this is going to this is going to be this might sound bad, but I would like to put the F word on uh, on on South Carolina at the end of last year. And that's that's fraudulent. I feel like they were fraudulent at the end of last Ooh. year. Really? South Carolina? Yeah. Absolutely. They were fraudulent. Look, the last two years, man, I'm telling you, I keep saying this every single year. I had them pegged going six and six last year, and I was wrong. They went eight and four, or I guess eight and five after they lost to Notre Dame in the bowl game. Yeah. But to me, look, two years ago, everybody's singing their praises going, you know, Shane Beamer's a great coach. I do like Shane Beamer. I do like Shane Beamer. I like Shane Beamer. That six and six could have easily been... Because they were six and six two years ago, right? Am I right about that schedule? Yeah, yeah, they were. They were six they and six two years ago, and so seven and six. So they beat North Carolina in the bowl game, and they looked great in that game without a quarterback, which was awesome. Yeah, but that season, the the games they won, they caught Auburn at the end of the season, pretty much giving up they on the quit. year. And they caught who else did they beat? They beat Tennessee, Tennessee, which was Tennessee. now that one. That one was like a wow. They beat Tennessee, and then they beat Clemson. Uh, no, last year. But I'm talking about two oh, years oh, a year ago. Year before. Okay, okay. I'm talking about two years ago. Last year, I'm not. Talk, I'm not getting into oh, it. Was gosh. it Florida? They beat two years ago. 
No, we beat them two years ago. I'm trying to remember who it was. I can't remember. So South Carolina, Auburn. No, they destroyed us, forty to seventeen. They destroyed yes. us in Columbia. It was Florida and it was Auburn were the two teams. Yeah. They they both killed. Had, both, both teams that had given up on their yeah, season. Yeah, and they were like the, before and those Dan were Mullen huge wins for like like everybody from the SEC network and whatever. Everybody I listened to, I don't think Josh Pate dove into it, but like ESPN all over South Carolina going into into last season because I got Spencer Rattler. Yeah, yeah. And they had the two wins over Auburn and Florida, and then they beat North Carolina, and they went six and six. And so everybody had them going like ten and two or nine and three yeah, last I thought season. That was insane. I was like, "What are you looking at? Yeah. They were not good. They caught bad teams at the wrong time. Last season they got lucky. Uh, uh, the games they won last season, Clemson wasn't that good. No, I th- let's I, just say that. Th- th- and that's and that's why I say like they were fraudulent. Like Tennessee, I, I Tennessee was an anomaly. T- Tennessee was an anomaly because it was the one game. Outside of Georgia, but it was also in Columbia, and I have a theory about Tennessee's offense on the road is a completely different animal than Tennessee's offense at home. Oh, yeah. Uh, just yeah. because crowd noise affects that so much. And yeah. they, they were able to get pressure on uh, I mean, Hendon Hooker. Tennessee and, versus Alabama, Tennessee versus Georgia. Yes. Two completely different games 1, for Tennessee. And, I mean, well, it, and, and uh, Hendon Hooker looked much different as oh, a passer yeah. in both of those games. Was yeah. was was Joe Milton the starting quarterback in the South Carolina game, or was, was no? He didn't come into the fourth quarter. No, that's right. Okay. Yeah, Joe Milton came in late. Yeah, I could. And it, I and it remember. was close until he went out. Yeah. And, then, and then it took yeah. off. And and it was one of those games that it was like it was very much a, a high scoring. And so, they beat they beat A and M too, and that was one of their big wins but, from last year. But A and M was four and eight. A and M was that's not a marquee win. But to them, that's a marquee win. Like yeah. if you look, like if they put their biggest wins from last year, A and M, it was A and M, Tennessee, Clemson. Clemson yeah. had the worst season Clemson's had in what four years? Yeah, easily. Yeah, easily four years. Or well, no, I don't know. I guess they did better than they did in twenty twenty one. Yeah, they did. Wise. But still, and they won the ACC. But still, they, they were not scrap. good. The ACC scrap. hasn't been very down. Yeah, yeah. Scrap, scrap the script. Scrap the script. Let's not do Missouri. Give us, give us what you got for Carolina this year. We were going to do Arkansas and Georgia. Well, I'll, I'll do screw Carolina. It. You want to do Carolina? Yeah, you Let's do Carolina. Let's do Carolina. Let's do Carolina. We'll just keep rolling. All right, so Carolina. Keys, you want to pull up the schedule? I got it right here, but. Right here, you, you want to go down who, it? Who are no, no, no. Replacing? I, I can't, I can't yeah. see it. Arkansas, obviously. Neutral, so neutral site, neutral site, yeah. week one, so 7 30 in Charlotte versus North Carolina. I got it. So, UNC and Charlotte, yeah. I have them losing that game. I have Furman win, Furman win. We'll talk about it after at Georgia loss, Mississippi State at home win, at Tennessee loss, Florida Ooh. at home. I have winning at Missouri win, AM at home or AM at AM. I have them losing to AM. JSU, I think that's Jacksonville State. It yeah, is. it is. Yeah. Jacksonville State, I have them beating. Good Vandy, try. I have them beating. Kentucky, I have them beating at home. And then Clemson at home, I have them losing. So I have them seven and five, five and three in the SEC. I think their ceiling is I have them eight and four. They're, they're fourth in the SEC. Their ceiling to me is eight and four. Because I, I think they could beat UNC. I don't think UNC is going to be that good this UNC, year. UNC, well, they saw Drake May. Yes, but I I I have my own personal convictions about UNC. I think Mac Brown, the game has kind of passed him by a little bit. Yeah, which I didn't think UNC was that good last year. And either. I didn't either. And that's why I'm like, eh, you know, it is week one. But I don't so, think South Carolina is so that good. Either. I don't I don't either, but I think that South Carolina 
talent wise overall. It's gonna be a high scoring game. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I see. It. I think it'll be close. If so, I could see South Carolina going through the schedule. Of what I had, I could see them beating UNC. So that's eight and four. I could see them beating A and M. So that's nine and three. And I could see them. I could see them losing to Florida. I could see them losing to Kentucky too. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I could see them could beating Clemson also, this year. I could also see them losing to Mississippi State. No, I don't think Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State takes a drastic step backwards this year. I do too. They bring back Will Rogers. They bring back Will Rogers, and they're going to try and keep Mike Leach's offensive system. But it's not Mike Leach calling it. Yeah, that's kind of what I think about Mississippi State too. I, I'm pretty low on them. I mean, I'm not. Their defense is going to be good. Their offense is not going to be as explosive as it was. And it really wasn't even all that explosive all the time. No. Anyways, before we go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, we don't need to go um, to Mississippi State today. Like, but, yeah, so, like, I can see – I don't know. I can see them potentially missing a bowl game. And Mississippi, like, and Mississippi State is in Columbia. Like, I, I, I will it say this. Columbia. Columbia, Columbia is a very undervalued place to play. Like uh, we talked about under underrated, I should say, Um, because Sandstorm is legit. If it's a night game, it's loud in there. Uh, The students get very involved. Again, that that played a big role in the Tennessee game last year. I don't see them beating Tennessee in Neyland. Not even relatively. They're going to get destroyed by Georgia. Yep. They're they should beat Mizzou. They should. But Eli Drinkwitz is kind of it's at, it's at Columbus. Yeah, I was going to say, and and Mizzou, Mizzou was like sneaky competitive in all of their games last year, including Georgia. They were, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> including Georgia. And I mean, I, I, don't they, remind me. They probably played the best game against Georgia outside of Ohio State, or they did play the best game against Georgia outside of Ohio State. A um, and M. I can see them slipping up against Jacksonville State because no, no. Like, not no, they could though. No, look at how that. Look at how they played against Georgia State. I haven't. I haven't. Dove Georgia into State was also State's an early game also. last year, like an early in the season game. They could though, because South Carolina's done that before. South Carolina's not played that well against some of the teams they're supposed to crush. The, the, difference, season, the difference to me in the Georgia State game last year, like if you look at the game, that game, Spencer Rattler later. I'll, I'll give I'll give South Carolina this. Spencer Rattler was a much better quarterback late in the season last year than he was early in the season for South Carolina, and so I think a lot of the hype is around Rattler being what he was projected to be. I don't. I think they do lose that game to A and M, and I think Shane Beamer's enough of a rah rah co- kind of coach that even if they're at that point, let's see, you know, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. If they're five and three at that point, he's enough of a rah rah coach to to get them amped up. Even if they're four and four, he's enough of a rah rah coach to keep them fired up for Jacksonville State to make sure that they win that game, beat Vandy. But they could very easily lose to Kentucky. I also am not super sold on what Clemson is this year either. No. Clemson, to me, is kind of what we did with Florida State in like that 2015-ish range where it was like the name brand that they are and that they had been is kind of propelling them for everybody to put them up top. And you know that the talent's there, but I think they're kind of done with their winning ways. If I'm being honest, 
Mm. Like national championship winning ways. I'm not talking about them like being uncompetitive in the ACC, but that's where Clemson is in my mind right now. Honestly, for I, I, I haven't even done Clemson's prediction yet, so I'm not going to go over their schedule. But they, um, unless Kate, unless Kate Klubnik turns into <laughs> some kind of like Trevor Lawrence type player, not like number one overall pick, but he's got to be like a the five star that he's supposed to be. They're not going to do well this year. I just don't see. I don't see, I, I don't see that being the case though, because you know, like Dabo. That's a perfect example whenever trevor lawrence was behind kelly bryant dabo pulled the plug pretty early in the season to go ahead and get trevor lawrence in there and get him experience and dabo was not really he did he was very hesitant to do that last year where he was in a very similar situation where it's like you got you saw club nick i mean he had the game against unc he played really well yes the game against tennessee was a different story right and and i just i i don't know i mean I like I like I said I feel like Clemson has made it to the Florida State 2015 range where it's like they're up they're going to be ranked highly because they're Clemson and they've got the talent there but I don't think that they're going to be competitive for an, okay. a national championship. I can't so, do Clemson, but SEC wise, pick one more team for schedule. For schedule, we got one more we can do. We, we have time for one more. Well, then do you want to do Mississippi State? I can. Do you want to do Mississippi State or a good team, Chad? I would say let's do, let's do Mississippi State. I mean, we talked about Mississippi right. State a little bit briefly, and I mean, we haven't exactly hit on elite teams of the SEC. So let's like just just keep it around that that stance. So I've got I've got a schedule right here. I will say I like that Arkansas schedule. So Mississippi State, let's do it. Last place in the West, four and eight, zero oh and eight in the SEC. Ooh, I'm not high on. Ooh. Wow, I am not high on Mississippi State. So. Going, th- going through the schedule, I got it in front of me. Southeast Louisiana win. Arizona win. Tight win, though. Arizona's going to be sneaky. LSU at home, loss. At South Carolina, loss. Alabama at home, loss. Western Michigan at home, win. At Arkansas, loss. At Auburn, loss. Kentucky at home, loss. At AM, loss. Southern Miss at home, win. Sorry, Chad. Ole Miss at home loss, four and eight, zero and eight in the SEC. Ooh. It's a tough schedule, man. Yeah, I it mean is. SEC West for Mississippi State this year. That's tough. I, I'll go ahead and give my. I've already kind of said my piece on them. I think transitioning to a new head coach with the offensive system that they had, and with Will Rogers, like everyone's talking about him as being like the best or the second best quarterback in the SEC in coming this year. And I think that that's, I've always found Will Rogers to be extremely overvalued because he's got a bunch of empty statistics because he throws the ball 60 times a game. So he should have 400 yards passing a game because he's throwing the ball 60 times. I just see a team that doesn't, does not have the guy that invented that offense calling the plays anymore. They've got a first-time head coach who is a really good defensive coordinator. Like Mississippi State's defense has been, I think, a little overshadowed by mm-hmm. Mike Leach in the air raid offense the past couple of years. I think that Zach Arnett is going to be a fine head coach. I just don't think that he... It's really hard to get your teeth cut in the SEC with a very good specific offensive system and that's not your forte and being in the sec west with a lot of teams that are out for blood 
the only games that I could see them winning, I could see them winning the Egg Bowl because I think that Ole Miss and Mississippi State talent. That one, that one was close. I mean, that, and, 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 and it's also at home too with the it, Cowbells. The Cowbells. I, I heard the, them last the, year. They suck. The the rivalry. I mean, it's a, it's a that's a nasty rivalry that I think gets overlooked by the bigger ones like you know the Iron Bowl and other other big games. That that one is one that I think that it could be a slip up, and then um, you know Kentucky. I I don't know what Kentucky's going to be this year either. So I I, I like Kentucky with Devin Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what Kentucky is yet. We'll see. We'll see. They're they're on paper to me a lot like what A and M was last year, where they should be very good, but it's still Kentucky. Um. And then same with AM. I don't know. Mississippi State just to me, I think their their floor is four and eight. I think their ceiling is seven and five. I agree with that because Devin there's Lloyd. a bunch of Did I just call Devin a, Leary, I Devin Lloyd? Yeah. That you was did. a linebacker you from Utah. Yeah, Lloyd. it's it's nine PM here in Georgia, so just remember that. I wake up at five AM. Um continue, Chad. I agree with Matt. They could I don't think their floor is four and eight. I think their floor could actually be two and ten. Because I'm not like two of their out of conference games, you know Southern Miss is going to play up. Southern Miss is going to play up, and they have Frank Gore Jr. if he's healthy, and Will Hall is a good coach. Southern Miss was vastly improved team last year. Y'all know how I feel about the boys in Hattiesburg. Chad loves his Hattiesburg boys. Chad, Chad and I his do. affinity for Mississippi that's is the, uh, that's it's, Matt's it's, Hawaii. It, it's a it's a tale as old as time. Yes, if uh, Mississippi and Wyoming, so. In Wyoming. But do Arizona, you said it best. Arizona is going to be sneaky in the Pac 12. So, I mean, I think floor, you're looking at two and 10. They very well could only have two wins on their schedule, and it'd be Western Michigan and Southeast Louisiana. Yeah, but see, I could also see them beating South Carolina, depending on how South Carolina is. Yeah. If, if Mississippi State South- was, is as good as they were last year, they're beating South Carolina. They're going to have a chance against, against Auburn. Arkansas and they can be a little miss. I was pretty high on Arkansas this year. I was high on Arkansas last year and I was probably too high on them. And I'm probably too high on them again this year because they actually lost a lot, but they have KJ Jefferson. I have a soft spot for Arkansas because of Sam Pittman and it, it honestly brings a little bit of bias. So I wouldn't be surprised they lost to Arkansas. Granted, that's at Arkansas this year. See, I, I, I dislike Arkansas and I'm kind of the opposite where last year I was low. I, I was pretty on spot on with where Arkansas was. Yeah. And this year, I think they're going to be a little bit worse. I agree with that. A lot of people say that. Because so that's, and that's why I, I think I'm probably too high on Arkansas, but I am high on them. And it's just because they're, they're like, they still have KJ Jefferson, but, but will, will he be healthy? That's and, the thing. and new if offense. KJ Jefferson's not, yeah. If not, KJ Jefferson's not healthy, Arkansas could finish seventh. I'm not going to segue into Arkansas schedule. We got to wait and do that. Agreed. Later, agreed. Looking at their schedule, I'm not going through it, but it match it it pairs up really well. Yeah, with, like who they play away versus who they get at home works out really well. Well, for Arkansas. It, it, Arkansas, unlike last year, it's kind of like Alabama. Arkansas is a very sneaky place, a sneaky hard place to play, just like Starkville. Like Starkville. I remember in, I think it was 2016 or it was 2017 when Alabama went into Starkville and just looked lost for three and a half quarters. And it was like they couldn't do anything right. And it took a last minute drive by Jalen Hurts throwing a touchdown pass to Calvin Ridley to beat him. And 
it's a sneaky hard place to play. Uh, Tua got hurt there. I just, I'm not, I am not a fan of Mississippi State. <laughs> we'll just say that. But I also will give them their credit where credit's due. It's a tough place to play. And them having to go to Arkansas, I doesn't think bode well for them. Them having to go to Auburn doesn't bode well for them, which is why I think Kentucky could be a slip up. Like that's a that's a that's a sneaky game for Kentucky. Mississippi State and South Carolina are very similar for me. It's I could see both of them being really. I'm lower on Mississippi State than I am South Carolina, just barely. But I could see Mississippi State being nine and three. They could mm. have a really good season. I could see it. They could have a really good year. They could have a really good year. They bring back a lot of really good guys. They lose Ra Ra Thomas, but it's it's the Mike Leach system. If they keep that going, it's the air raid. I, Receivers I coming think, in the air raid, you can't judge them on their stats. So, I'll say this. Zach Arnett doesn't need to be ju- Zach Arnett does not need to be judged off of what he does this year. No, there's going to be a tra- there's going to be a transition period, and he's actually recruiting extremely well right now. Like Mississippi State, I think is inside the top 18, and like he's getting a lot of in-state kids to stay home. And Mississippi has a ton of in-home talent. I agree with you. There's a odd scenario where they go nine and three, and their only losses are Texas A&M, Alabama. And LSU, I, but then there's also I think there's also a scenario where they go two and ten. Same. I'm, I might be crucified for this, but I just don't see that at all. Like I, I, I feel, don't see it, but I think I, it could happen. I don't even I think, think it could. Ha- I mean, I, I, I guess in the realm of possibility, it's it's possible. They were nine and three last year. I thought they were. I thought that they to me. Mississippi State, South Carolina, same thing. I think Mississippi State was completely fraudulent last year. Oh, absolutely. They they got they they took advantage of the egg bowl with all the Auburn rumors swirling around Ole Miss and that entire program. And that game was a disaster to play in. Like the the weather. It was freezing cold. It was rainy. Field conditions were wet, were were awful. I felt like that. So and they t- were able to take advantage of that. Um I I just don't I don't think Mississippi State was a nine and three team last year. I think they were. I think they played up to their ceiling and they caught teams at a good time, which is what put them to that. And I just don't see them being able to do that two years in a row with a first year head coach. I that also was, that was that was also that was also a Mike Leach type of year. Yes, very much so. Absolutely. I mean that that is a prototypical Mike Leach, which I you know may he rest in peace. That was all always my one thing with talk when we talked about any Mike Leach team. Almost not quite as far to the extent as Hugh Freeze. I think Hugh Freeze is a little bit worse in this category. Mike Leach was able to sneak up and beat an LSU occasionally, and then he would lose to uh, you know South Carolina or an Arkansas that he should beat. They were eight and four, by the way, guys. Eight and four. Well, they were nine and four with the ball one. Yes, nine and four with the ball one. Um, the uh, so, but that's why I have their ceiling and floor so high. Yeah, no, I agree. And so low, and that's why I have them at four and eight because I don't think they're going to do well. I also put down. I think Zach Arnett goes four and eight, and I think he gets fired in his first year. It, it, that wouldn't surprise me. Because I, I think what they're going to do is they brought him back because it's the Rose the right thing to do. But I think at the end of the day, if they, if he doesn't go nine and three or at least six and six next year, they're going to want to hire somebody with a bigger name. Because it is, it's it's Mississippi State, but it's an SEC football team. Here's, here's it's about to get a lot tougher in 2024. And here's here's where I've I've always kind of and and I've recently developed this mindset. Mississippi State is not going to judge themselves against Mississippi State. They're going to judge themselves against Ole Miss. If Lane Kiffin goes eight and four this year, or even seven and five, and they make a bowl game, and Mississippi State goes four and eight, and they lose to Ole Miss. 
he's getting fired because they're not going to, they don't have time to wait around and see what happens with Ole Miss because, and that's who they're judging themselves against. They're not judging themselves against Mississippi state, but that's what a miss Like I've had Mississippi state fans say that before. Like, they, they, the guy that I work with is a Mississippi State fan. He found out I graduated from Ole Miss, and he said, I don't care if we go 1-11 and 11 as long as we beat Ole Miss because I know we're never going to be nationally relevant. And I personally think Ole Miss has the ability to be a nationally relevant program and a potential college football playoff team when it expands to 12 teams, and he doesn't see Mississippi State as ever being that. They're not judging themselves against Mississippi State. They're judging themselves against Ole Miss. He goes 4-8. and He probably is fired. And my question is go ahead. Sorry, my question is this though. If he does go four and eight, but he continues to put together a solid class and recruits better than Mike Leach ever did, and Dan Mullen wasn't much of a recruiter either. If he recruits better than anybody ever has at Mississippi State, do you give him that option to fill out his full three year contract? To me, it depends on what recruits better than anybody did means. Like if is he recruiting top fifteen? Sure. If he finishes, if he finishes in the fifteen to twenty range on a year-to-year basis, and gets and and maybe even if he keeps enough in-state talent at home and pulls away from Kiffin, do you give him a chance? Here's the difference: Kiffin doesn't care about high school talent. Kiffin wants portal talent. So here's what I'm looking he at: does. 2024. Right now, they're 23rd in the country, which sounds really good, but they're 12th in the SEC. That's the problem, and they're. They're 14th behind Oklahoma and Texas. And 2023, if it'll load, they were 23rd and they were 10th in the SEC, which adding Oklahoma and Texas, they would have been 12th. So to me, they are, good, they are recruiting about the talent, exact same as any ball. other coaches ever recruited at Mississippi State. Because it doesn't matter who what, what they're doing nationally, not anymore with how it's going to be when Texas and Oklahoma come in. Especially because they're going to make it nine games in the SEC at some point. <laughs> They're not going to do it soon, but they're going to they're going to do it at some point. Eight out of twelve of their schedule is going to be SEC teams, and they're getting out recruited by every single team in the SEC. I besides Vanderbilt and Missouri, probably. I just here's here's why I don't think Mississippi State has always prided themselves on keeping in-state talent home. That's always been there. Like, and this is just because I got a degree from Ole Miss, and I heard it when I went to the Egg Bowl. They view Ole Miss as like, oh, y'all are trying to be nationally relevant. Well, we're trying to be SIP made. And they like have this Mississippi off where they're like, oh, well, we've got more Mississippi kids than you do. Lane Kiffin doesn't care where kids come from as long as they are really good football players. And I look at the way that Lane Kiffin is handling the transfer portal as maybe as being the polar opposite of what Mississippi state's going to do. Mississippi state is going to continue to put an emphasis on Mississippi high school kids. And Lane Kiffin is going to continue to put an emphasis on getting the best transfer portal players that are available. IE Walker Howard, which is a huge pickup for him uh, for the future. But before I go on that tangent, I don't see Mississippi state ever being a nationally relevant program. I think Dan Mullen was their national relevance. And until they get a Lane Kiffin type of hire who has made like Ole Miss pre Lane Kiffin post you freeze didn't look like they would ever be nationally relevant again either. 
But Lane Kiffin now has kind of made it known that he views Ole Miss as a long-term op- long-term option and meaning that it would be nationally relevant. Mississippi State doesn't have that. Like Mike Leach was that sort of hire, but Mike Leach was never as sexy of a hire as Lane Kiffin was at Ole Miss. And that's where they always they don't want to be little brother. They don't want to do that. So to end our end everything off. You know, we how we were talking about Vanderbilt's quarterback transferring. The quarterback that you were thinking of is Mike Wright. He's at Mississippi State now. Okay. He was the starter to start the year last year. Yes. He was the starter for, I think it was the first three or four games. A.J. Swan is their starter now. He had the most passing yards last year, and he was the one that beat Kentucky and Florida. Yes. Okay. So he's still there at Vanderbilt. Mike Wright it will probably be the backup this year to Will Rogers. Yes. Which is really bad for Mississippi State, unless they're going to change some kind of RPO system or some kind of run quarterback running system because all he did was run for 500 yards in three games <laughs> any closing statements on today's festivities yes who are we talk about next week pick three before we go arkansas okay auburn okay Ole Miss. Are we going to do Alabama, Georgia, and LSU all together at the That's very end? That's a good end? episode, though. I mean, that would I, be a good I, episode. I think Georgia's is kind of easy, though. I mean, like, yeah, you could get it at some point. I know we're going to we're going to do it, but you know, yeah. I, I think I think that that because the the reason that I mentioned whenever today we were I talking, don't have Georgia going undefeated. Neither do I. Who? Okay, we're, we can't talk about it now. All right, well, <laughs> we've already gone through three teams. I was hoping we'd do Georgia today. Shit. Uh, yeah, y'all fucked up. Look, I fucked up. <laughs> Damn it, Ricky Bobby. Applebee's has rats. <laughs> Got to go get that unlimited all you can eat bourbon yeah, street steak. All, all, all you can eat bourbon street steak. It's a delicious bourbon street steak. And what's cowboy uh, call? And when you're there, say hey to cowboy Colt and Justin for me. Shout out to Justin Vlaws, who's getting drunk at Applebee's right now. Shout out Uncle Bobby. Oh my God. I did the zip tie joke, by the way. So, yeah. so Chad, Matt showed me the zip tie joke, and I did it in the office at work, and people loved it. I left the zip ties there. I should, I should have. That's beautiful, it to Chad. That's beautiful. What did really he do? Easy too. What do you mean? I, I, I got to show you. We'll show you. We'll show you next time you're in town. Okay. Bring us, bring us five zip ties. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Rowdy Southern Saturday. If you enjoyed the episode, please give us a five star rating on Spotify and Apple Music, and follow our social media at Rowdy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.